to start with, just, just say your full name. My full name is Lisa Marilla Pena. Okay. And what is the name of your business? Urban Hikes, Kansas City. Okay. If you were to give us a commercial for Urban Hikes, tell me what it is in a nutshell. Like, okay. what is it? Yeah. In a nutshell, what we do in Urban Hikes, Kansas City, is we take groups of people around Kansas City to see really cool things. We see art, we see, and we talk about the history, and we take them to places that most people, even from Kansas City, don't know about. A hike normally lasts about three hours, and it's about four to five miles, but we have shorter hikes as well. Where did you come up with this idea? I actually heard about this idea from a podcast. Huh. There is it, The podcast is called Side Hustle Nation. And they um, highlighted somebody named Alex Kinnon, who has her own urban hiking business in San Francisco. I heard her on the podcast, and I was so inspired. I thought, this is something I can do in Kansas City. I love hiking. I love backpacking. And Kansas City is such a cool city. We have hills. We have woods. We have small businesses. We have art and history. I can have an urban hiking business, too. So tell me a little bit about your background. We'll talk about how you got into Kansas City in a minute, or you're from here. but. Uh you know, why you're still here, et cetera. But tell me, you know, kind of what was your journey to starting this business? Like, where did you start out? And you heard it on a podcast. Why did you decide to do this? Yeah, my my journey. So it definitely was that initial inspiration from the podcast. But I feel like I've been exploring my whole life. When I think about growing up in Kansas City, I grew up in Kansas City, Kansas, and there are woods right behind my house, and I always went to the woods. I would just go to the woods. I would play in the woods. I would walk in the woods, and if my friends came over, I would take them to the woods. It was one of the favorite things to do, and I didn't know that that was hiking. No one even took me hiking as a child. Um, I started doing that as a young kid, and then when I was in high school and college, I really had this idea of exploration, but it was more international exploring. And I went into Peace Corps after college. And being in Peace Corps just um, put me in front of all different situations. And I felt like it prepared me for almost anything in my life. Um, later, I was in the nonprofit world when I came back to Kansas City because working in Peace Corps and working with these like important social issues, I came back to Kansas City and I felt like it was so important to do that. And that's when I worked in the nonprofit world. And that was when I got the idea to do urban hiking. I was working full-time at Girl Scouts, and I loved Girl Scouts. And I was actually the person who represented Girl Scouts with the Hispanic community. And I, and I looked for bilingual – or not bilingual, but Spanish-speaking moms who wanted to be troop leaders. And But at the same time, I was like, I could have a side hustle. There could be something else I could do on the side. And that's how it all originated. Um, you mentioned the Girl Scouts in particular. Was that a big deal for you growing up? Were you involved with the Scouts at all? You know, I actually wasn't involved in Girl Scouts when I was growing up. Um, I almost feel like I was because I worked there for five years as an adult. So I really understand the programs and I see how valuable they are. But I, I wasn't. Um, I think when I, where I grew up in Kansas City, Kansas, I don't really remember knowing any girls in Girl Scouts, actually. Huh. Um, it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting. You you had an international bent. Where did you where did you go internationally, et cetera, when you were in the Peace Corps, et cetera? I went to the Dominican Republic, and then I lived a total of five years there. Normally, the Peace Corps time is just two years. I really liked it, so I stayed for a third year in Peace Corps, and then I lived there at a different time in my life for two more years. What brought you back to Kansas City? I think I came back to Kansas City because it's always been my home, and my family was here. That, that was the main reason why I came to Kansas City. I think that if my family wasn't in Kansas City, then maybe I would have gone somewhere else. But because my family was here, 
that really brought me back. What do you, what have you seen? So you grew up here. Okay. Um, where'd you go to high school? I went to Sumner Academy. Okay. So see, you, you grew up here, you went to high school here. How have you seen Kansas City change since you were a child? Kansas City has changed so much. I remember when I was little, I, I always noticed downtown, but I never really went there. My dad worked in downtown, but it wasn't a place that, you know, there my family would take us to go. And now there are so many places that in downtown for families to go to. Um, for example, Union Station, Liberty Memorial have changed so much since my childhood. And then the places in between Liberty Memorial and the River Market, just all of that area, the Crossroads Art District, even the River Market has changed so much with lots of businesses, with murals everywhere. I would have loved to go as a child to see murals, just walking on the street and see mural after mural. And, and we have that now. And families come out to see it. Um, and I think about the local businesses as well, how it's filled, downtown is filled with local businesses and Kansas City in general is filled with local businesses. However, when, when I was younger, what I remember were just more the big box companies. So now what ways are you contributing to make Kansas City a better place to kind of live, play and work? Well, I... My team and I show off Kansas City, and I feel like we bring mainly Kansas Cityans on our urban hikes. You would think it might be tourist, but the majority of the people who come are on our urban hikes are from Kansas City, and we're we're showing people what what is here. Um, often, still people won't go to areas if they aren't comfortable going there, or don't know how to get there, or don't know how to walk around, and and we solve that for them. We we say meet us at this point, and then we're walking around for three hours. And then they are able to come back and enjoy those places on their own. Is there something uh, not to not to give away too much? Yeah. But uh, on your hikes, is there something that like Kansas City and say, "Oh my gosh, wow, I can't believe that's here." I know I had no idea. I've lived here my entire life, and I have no idea it's here. Is there something in particular you'd say, "Man, this is really cool. You should check this out." Definitely, and that's one of the most fulfilling things that people say to us on our urban hikes. That that just fills me up, and we hear it all the time. Observation Park is a park that is really high up in the west side, and it has a really nice view of downtown that most people haven't seen. Almost everyone I take up there says exactly that. Well, I didn't know that was here. Caw Point Park is at the confluence of the Kansas and the Missouri River. That place is almost magical. It's surrounded by this industrial area, but you get to the park, and there are native flowers that are planted there. There's a trail you actually see the two rivers converging and you can tell that they're converging. They look different. And you see the Kansas City, Missouri skyline. We take people there. We have a regular Caw Point urban hike and most of those folks who go haven't ever been there before. So um, any of these things that Lisa's mentioning right now will be listed below in the show notes. So if you um, if you are listening to this on Spotify, or Apple or Google Podcasts, et cetera, um, if you go to Leaders KC and go to this particular show, you'll see in the notes we'll have we'll have links out to those websites and those places, along with links to Lisa's uh, company as well. Um, so, taking a little bit of a uh, change of gears a little bit here, what is one particular? So you're on the Peace Corps, for example, mm -hmm. right? Is that, what is one particular? Like this is your this is your company now. Is there one particular initiative or project that you've been involved with in Kansas City since you've been back here that you're particularly proud of or something you're very proud of the city has done? 
I think about projects in the city. I, I mean, when I think about something that the city has done, I think having the streetcar is, is something that it's pretty amazing that we have it because I grew up when the streetcar was not here. And um, the fact that it's here and then it's actually extremely useful and then it keeps growing. I think of that. And then I would say another project that I'm so proud of the city for doing, city and individual people, is the renovation of Union Station. As I mentioned, when I was a child, I never went to Union Station unless we went to pick up someone who came on the train. And we didn't see it in its full beauty like you see it now at all. There was only a small portion that was open if you came on the train and that was it. There are pictures in Union Station where it was dilapidated. Paint was coming off. There's water on the floor. Um, I've talked to hikers and they say that I've talked to someone who like snuck in in the 90s and he said that there was pigeon poop up to his calves um, and wow. <laughs> at Union Station. It was bad. And there was the threat to tear it down. But because of a bi-state tax in Kansas and Missouri that provided funding to remodel it, and now it's this beautiful place like it was before, and they have a lot more streams of income. Um, that's one of the things, though, that, I mean, so many people, like 2000 and on, have enjoyed it, and they don't even know the history, how it almost wasn't there. It's, um, it's something interesting you mentioned. Um, a lot of times, um, you know, it's kind of funny when you go around, like, um, if, you, if you go to Nashville, they have a... a they have a full-scale replica of the Parthenon in Greece in a park in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And it's just like in the middle of nowhere. And the reason I was thinking about this the other day is because they did that like in 1903 or something like that or 1899. It's a long time ago, right? And when you look at these big projects, they require they require a community approach. They require the city, the individuals to get involved. It's not just one person because these are large investments. And I just uh, – one of the things as I've visited Kansas City before I moved here – I was really impressed with Union Station in particular because I knew that, that that's not a small project. And, you know, just the fact that the city got behind that and actually took action, I thought was really said a lot about, I think, the Kansas City community. Um, I thought that was really kind of neat. So speaking about these kind of things, obviously all cities and urban environments have their challenges. What unique uh, challenges or opportunities do you see uh, for Kansas City in the coming years? When I think about the different opportunities that Kansas City has, um, one thing I think about is how, you know, once you're in Kansas City, you're like, this is the coolest kept secret ever. You might have even thought that yourself. You came to Kansas City and you're like, this is so cool here. But a lot of people are starting to notice people are moving in. A lot of people are moving in. We're growing. We have all these things. And I think it, it definitely is an opportunity for us to, as a city, to be able to keep up with all the new people who move in to keep up, to have everything so that it really remains the coolest kept, you know, the coolest city around that, that you, you feel like it is when you move here. And I think that's something, um, as just to be able to have, you know, if you, there's a lot of development and for it to go well and, and to keep the, also another thing I would think about that's a, and I, like a really important opportunity is there's a lot of development in the older areas like the West Bottoms. And it's really important to be able to keep some of those historic buildings um, if that's possible. And um, I know that that might require more of an investment, but that's something that is so important too, so that that history just doesn't get torn down and then you see it and then you see newer buildings instead. Um, one of the things I was really drawn, one of the reasons I really wanted you on the show was uh, we had uh, Jane Jensen who's involved in the art community here in town on the show. And she kind of raved about one of your hikes. And I said, 
man, this sounds like a really good way to uh, get a whole group of people together and kind of foster community within them and, and share these kind of things through a physical outdoor experience. And uh, I just wanted to know kind of, you know, how your approach to, to urban hikes, KC, how have your personal experiences or things you've learned in your life shaped what you're putting into this endeavor? You know, I think it really helped me that I went to Peace Corps and I lived in an, an, an environment that I wasn't used to. Um, for example, I lived in the countryside in a completely Dominican community, and I was the only American around. Um, however, that so it feels different to do that. And when we're on our urban hikes, I will often take us to places that we wouldn't normally go on our own. For example, today I was even preparing for a hike that I have on Saturday with a group and we're going to go along Independence Avenue and um, have we'll go into the different international stores that are there. There is a Somali coffee shop called the Hamar Wayne Coffee Shop that has amazing food, and we're going to eat food there. However, when you walk in, it really feels like possibly even like a bus station inside a different country. That's what I feel like when I go in. It doesn't even feel like a the a Kansas City building on the inside, and often. In the U.S., we might shy away from those experiences because it feels a, a little bit uncomfortable. It's out of our comfort zone. But I really like to take groups just a little bit out of their comfort zone um, so that they can experience something new and then come back on their own because they know, well, I was out of my comfort zone. But look, it was a great experience. That uh, that coffee shop in particular, I'd like to to do a shout out to them on the show. Who, who, what's the name of the shop again? It's called the Hamar Wayne coffee shop and it's in a shopping center called Soma Retail S O M A okay. it is on Independence Avenue. Okay. See that's one thing I wanted to know about. Like we saw there was an Ethiopian food place the other day. Yeah. And we were like, I dude, Ethiopia. I would love yeah. and so a lot of these things um who was it who said that travel is fatal to racism and all these other things? Maybe Mark mm -hmm. Twain said that. I don't remember mm -hmm. the exact quote. It's a good quote. Yeah. Right. Because as you see the world, yeah. we're all the same. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter where you are. We care about a lot of the same things. Most people care about their families, their kids, place they live. Um, and I, I think that's a really the things that unite us as people are we have much more in common than the polarized things that divide us. And I think that's kind of. I'm hello, stomach. It's the burning burgers. That's my problem. But um, it's something I've thought about a lot lately. And um, I think it's important. Like, I think your initiative in particular, your business, I think is really, really cool. So yeah. I just thought it was super neat. So to give us a yeah. couple more of these, um, like a couple other places you say, hey, yeah. check this place out. This is cool. Yeah. Um, so thinking about, like, one thing we do a lot in my, in my, on my urban hikes is we go through alleyways too that are filled with murals. And there's a lot of alleyways in the crossroads, um, also in the east crossroads where the breweries are, that are fine to walk through. And and often people will, I mean, if someone's not used to walking through an alleyway, they might not even enter it. They might say, oh, it's an alleyway. I'm just going to walk on the sidewalk. But I've scoped out all the routes and um, we walk through lots and lots of alleyways. And so I recommend people do that on their own, maybe accompanied with someone. But I've never, I mean, we go through alleyways a lot and see all kinds of really pretty murals. I think it's, I think it's one of those tropes. It's like, that's how Batman's parents were killed, right? You know, it's like, it's like a joke, right? I know. Uh, no, I know we won't say that It'll cut this. It's fine. What? No, it's just silly. <laughs> but it's the the assumption of these. Oh, you don't go down an alleyway. Right? Yeah, so. yeah. We have. Yeah, I, I feel like that's what I tried to, on my urban hikes. I try to kind of counter sometimes the assumptions that we might have. 
And especially in Kansas City, where it's very easy to get used to living a comfortable life and living in our community or neighborhood and not really venturing out. If we venture out, we'll like derive to the one thing that we're doing in this other place. You're taking, by and large, Kansas Cityans, and you're helping them truly discover their city. I'd like you to talk a little bit about the discovery process and, and what they get when they go on an urban hike. Yeah, the discovery process is actually a really cool element that we have that's part of our urban hikes. And the way, I mean, we start out, you know, they're, we're leading the hikes. My guides and I are, I have five different guides. And they know where the urban hike, you know, the group knows where we're going to go more or less, but they're not going to know that all the ins and outs. And something that is really fascinating for a lot of our hikers is to, for example, enter an alleyway that maybe they've been on the roads around the alleyway, but have never walked in that alleyway. And then they see that there are three or four humongous murals, vibrant murals. And then we talk about the artists as well, so that the hikers can learn about the artists, look them up. And if for some of them, we've been able to find out the meaning behind the murals. And that just, you know, it, it just is really cool for the, for the hiker because it's like, wow, there's this, I'm learning these new things. Um, another aspect of that adventure and that discovery is, um, you know, often we, someone will just drive to the same places, go to the same places, and well, I'll take them even one street over. For example, there's a street called Cesar Chavez um, Avenue that is parallel to Southwest Boulevard. Everyone in Kansas City knows Southwest Boulevard, but many people haven't worked on, haven't walked on Cesar Chavez Avenue. And on Cesar Chavez Avenue, there are some hidden steps. There are about 140 steps, so you have to be ready to go up a ton of steps. But they're literally in the hillside with trees on both sides. And there's some houses that are in there that, that are pretty incredible, too, that you would never guess. And that, and I get the, that response from, from our hikers. Well, this is so cool. It didn't even feel like Kansas City. If somebody wants to get involved, et cetera, in Kansas City and make it, you know, really help kind of elevate the city, et cetera, what is one actionable piece of advice you would like to share with them? First of all, to make Kansas City accessible, um, there's we have free buses. And last year I started to take the bus. I don't always take it, but I found that I'm able to take the bus into downtown and it's for pretty much a straight shot. I'm also able to take the bus pretty easily to the airport. Um, and that is something that I think many Kansas Cityans don't ever do, don't ever do is take the bus. So I think that is a way to, to make it more accessible in a way that you're actually on the ground and out of our cars. So if somebody wants to get involved in Kansas City, I think about the numerous nonprofits that we have. There is a nonprofit for almost any vision or mission that somebody has. Um, For example, I gave, you know, we talked about walking around Independence Avenue and around Independence Avenue, there's a nonprofit called Della Lamb that specifically works to resettle refugees in Kansas City. And there are many volunteer opportunities with them. Um, If people really like to give back to the parks and do cleanups, um, Kansas City, Missouri has a program called the Kansas City Ambassadors. And every week, there are probably about 10 different cleanup opportunities that are park cleanup opportunities that Kansas Cityans can do. You could do multiple cleanup opportunities in one week. Um, I think just looking for either a nonprofit or a city entity for whatever that interest is, there's a way to give back. How do you personally stay informed, connected, and engaged in the Kansas City community? I'm always out and about. That really helps because I'm literally walking around Kansas City. So I meet business owners. I 
I, I learn things that way. Um, I also get the Kansas City Today newsletter, which is a free newsletter that has a lot of Kansas City happenings. It's really good. Um, locally written, of course. I am in touch. I'm in touch. I go to a lot of networking meetings. That has really been helpful just for me as a business owner. And, and then I'm able to learn about, you know, what's going on in Kansas City. And I meet people that way and I stay connected. Um, I would say those are probably the the ways, in addition to, I mean, like I said before, I'm always out and about. What do you love most about Kansas City and how does it help stand apart? One thing that I really like about Kansas City is that you can find almost anything that you want to find here outside of the ocean <laughs> and the mountains. But if there's a group, a specific interest group you're looking for, you can find that in Kansas City. and and people are mostly welcoming and really nice here. Um, that is something that the, the genuine friendliness of the people here is, and how they want to help you is, is real. And that's one thing that sets us apart from other cities. And just the fact that it seems like a small city, but you can find whatever group you want to find here. Um, something I also love about Kansas City is that it's big enough so that you can constantly meet new people, meet new, find out about new businesses, but then at the same time, once you get into a specific group, like a young professional group or a specific group around something, you will run into the same people. And, and that's a neat thing. Um, I have to ask, the best barbecue in Kansas City, what is it and where is it? My opinion is that the best barbecue is Joe's KC and it is in a gas station. Um, what should you get there if you go to Joe's? I always get the ribs. Get the ribs. Yes. Or the Z-Man sandwich. Either the, one. The Z-Man. What is so, the Z-Man sandwich? The Z-Man is, is a delicious sandwich that has either brisket or you can get a vegetarian one that has a smoked portobello mushroom and it has an onion ring on it. And then you can get it with cheese. And and then, of course, you put your barbecue sauce on it. It's heavenly. Um, are there any local leaders or influencers in Kansas City that inspire you? If so, who are they and why do they inspire you? Yeah, I meet a, lo a lot of local leaders in Kansas City through my networking meetings, through my urban hikes. We go to a lot of businesses. One business family, it's a one business that really inspires me is Cafe Corazon. And Cafe Corazon is owned by a family. It's a husband, wife, and their daughter. And they have brought Latin-infused coffee to Kansas City. They sell things that you can't find in other places like yerba mate, which is a really common South American drink, but you can't find it anywhere else in the Midwest. Um, they, at the same time, have, have – they, they started – their business around the same time I started Urban Hikes Kansas City about four years ago, and I've seen them grow. Um, and at the same time, we, I mean, we'll work together. We stop sometimes on our on our coffee urban hike there, uh, but they're just so, they're very giving and very um, supportive of just the community. They want everyone to come into their coffee shop and the coffee, what their products are really different than anywhere else. Where are they located? They're located on Southwest Boulevard in Baltimore, and they also have a Westport location. Very cool. What do you see as the future of Kansas City and what role do you hope to play in that future? I definitely see Kansas City growing a lot. Um, as I mentioned, a lot of time, a lot of people are moving here, which is exciting. And I, I see that we have a lot of new developments as well. And 
I, I, I think Kansas City is just going to continue to become an even more vibrant city. And I hope that my business can continue to show it off through our urban hikes with hikers on the weekends, with corporate groups, with whoever wants to learn about the city. We, we show it off. And, and as it grows, we'll be showing off those new things. That's what I hope to do. Um, are there any uh, other local events or organizations or ple- places that you just think people should know about? Yes. So thinking about local events that I think everyone should know about, the one of them is the Third Friday's Art Walk. That is in Kansas City, Kansas. It's in the Strawberry Hill area. And it's this festival. They close off 6th Street and all kinds of artists come, local vendors come. And it's a really cool atmosphere. It's really fun. You can get food. You can hear live music. Um, We always have an urban hike that goes from there. There's art everywhere. You can buy art. You can sell art. It is such a cool event. It's similar to the Crossroads First Fridays, but on a smaller scale and in Kansas City, Kansas. Um, I think that that that's one that a lot of people don't know about because Kansas City, Kansas doesn't always get the promotion or doesn't always get, you know, that it need that that it needs. And and so a lot of people don't know about, but if you go to that festival, it's super cool. Um, I think that festival and then I also think um that Kansas Cityans like we should get out on our hiking trails more. What for example, West Bend State Park has some really good hiking. Um I was there recently and it almost feels like a tropical rainforest with our humidity and the and the huge plants everywhere. Like we have lots of native pawpaw plants there and there's trails that go down to the Missouri River um, and we have other great trails, for example, at Wyandotte County Lake. So I think that, um, yeah, those are, that's what I want to get the word out about our actual nature hiking trails that we have in Kansas City and the Third Friday's Art Walk. Okay. Um, if people want to get involved, I'd like you to... Um... I'd like you to talk a little bit more about urban hikes. I'd like you to just for a minute. I'd like to know a little bit more about your business. And um, so, first of all, tell me what the hikes are. How do you plan them? How do you schedule them? How many people do you take on one? So, what is that? Uh, what does that look like? And how do they get involved? They want to take one of these hikes. Yeah. So, if somebody wants to take a hike, the best first step is to go to our website, urbanhikeskc.com. On our website, we have a list of all of the hikes. Right now, we have about 10 different routes. Um, We often, though, have two to three routes on a Saturday that's open for the public. We usually have a Friday night hike, and we sometimes have some Sunday hikes. So we have a calendar that you can someone can look through to see what are the upcoming hikes that we have for that weekend or for whenever they want to come out. We also do a whole lot of urban hikes for private groups, like corporate groups, or maybe someone has a birthday party. Um, We've had surprise surprise hikes for the, for someone who is having a birthday and it was a surprise for them, um, bachelorette parties, any, we do it for any group that wants to have an urban hike and all they need to do is, is just reach out to us and then we can plan it. It's usually a version of a hike that we already have, but we can customize it for them. We have about 12 people, 12 to 15 people on our hikes. For example, if someone comes on a weekend, we usually cap it at 12 to 15. Um, we do kids hikes too sometimes like Girl Scouts and we sometimes have more um, because of having a troop. So really people just reach out to us and we have a monthly newsletter on my website. There's a button that somebody can click if they would like to sign up for our monthly newsletter. 
Are there any any particular new hikes that, that you have coming up that you want to tease maybe? I don't know. Is there anything new you're working on? Yeah, well, recently I did a progressive dinner urban hike, and that's the one that Jan Jensen was on. And I am considering doing that again where we go to a couple different restaurants that it's it's different because we're not doing as much exercise as before. We're still walking and still seeing cool things, and we actually stop to – eat some things at different places. That's something that is in the works. Um, I also have been in touch with Waldo, the um, an association, like the Waldo Business Association. They reached out to me to have an urban hike. And that's something um, that would be probably for fall of 2024. Um, but we're working on that. So that's something just to, to for an eye out for that. What I found is that the opportunities for hikes are endless. There's so many good ideas and it's just the time to be able to develop them all. Uh, well, with that, um, is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners? Yeah, well, there's, I don't know if we can add one more thing that I want people to know about. Sure. Okay. Um, so when I think about what I would like people to know about, I there is a trail called the Riverfront Heritage Trail and it is a 15-mile urban trail that goes from Kansas City, Kansas to Kansas City, Missouri. It weaves through a lot of neighborhoods. So if someone wanted to do the whole trail at one time, it's important to actually look at a map to do it. Um, but it's peppered with all this cool artwork and um, it's, I mean, it covers two states. It's a really good, like, route for a biking route if somebody wanted to bike it. Um, so that's something I, that is, it's just, I want to get the word out about that. It's a trail that we have, an urban trail that we have. Unrelated, but might be. Oh, go uh, ahead. You got something else. Well, that, something remember, else? Yep. that remind, going back to my urban hikes and, and describe that, I, we also have a bike ride. So it is along the Lewis and Clark monuments and, um, and we do that about once a month. Wow, that is ridiculous because I was about to ask, you know, the most famous trail going through Kansas City is the Lewis and Clark, Clark Historical Trail. And I was about to ask, do you have anything that's involved with that somehow? Oh, that do you is want to ask really the question funny. and then I'll yeah, answer? Yeah, no, I just – I was, I was going to ask. I was like, well, the most famous trail going through Kansas City is the Lewis and Clark Historical Trail. Do you have anything that's related to that at all? I don't believe you're asking about that because we actually do. We have a bike ride and it's called the Lewis and Clark Bike Ride. We start at Cobb Point, where Lewis and Clark spent three days, and we talk a lot about the history there, and then we ride into Missouri and go to Case Park, and we go to um, other – and along the riverfront, Heritage Trail along the Berkeley Riverfront. So we – and we talk all about the history of Lewis and Clark and their travels, and we do that with our bike ride. No, that's very, very cool. Well, uh, Lisa, I want to thank you. I can't thank you enough for being on the show today. Uh, this was really a lot of fun. And I, I was really excited to learn more about urban hikes because uh, we'd like to book one of those very shortly. Thank you. It's been really fun talking to you. And I definitely hope you come out soon for an urban hike. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the KC Leaders Podcast. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen. For more information about this podcast, you can visit kcleaderspodcast.com. And don't forget to check out our other great podcasts like The Buck Stops Here, streaming now on all major platforms and at thebuckstopsherepodcast.com.